Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of Golden Shower of Hits. On this episode, the guys will discuss Led Zeppelin's sprawling 1975 double album, Physical Graffiti. Jamie claims to only like Led Zeppelin 1, but Bonham is so goddamn good on this record that even he will have to admit that he likes at least some of it. Does anyone remember Cashmere? We got no glitches. <laughs> That's my uh, New Year's resolution: is no audio issues in 2021 and to survive. So these are two lofty ambitions. So far, a success. Wow, <laughs> we'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> so far, so far, so good. So what? I'm getting a new computer this week, so <laughs> that'll put an end to the New Year's resolution pretty quick. Great. Yeah. What are you? Uh, are you getting yourself like a, a Commodore 64? Yeah, yeah, pet. Yeah, <laughs> Commodore Pet. Is it was that a thing? Uh, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was the revision before the Commodore sixty four, I believe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fancy <laughs> computer nerdery right here. Tech talk. Yeah, exactly. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm pretty good. Nice. I'm pretty good. Mm, Keeping up with you all know. your media moguling videos and multiple podcasts and shit. It's. I mean. It's a it's a lot, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> I feel bad. Like we have this tiny little podcast, and I'm like, "Hey, I need help. I need your attention." <laughs> um, like, he, Mike's got bigger fish to fry right now. Well, they're just different fish. Yeah. Uh, well, m- me and me and the me and the listener are happy that you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love to put do some this. Time this is in, fun. into this. Yeah. <laughs> um. Sorry. My new, the new fun thing for me to do is make the, the art for the episode, for the video performance episodes. Oh, really? I don't know if you've caught any of them. No, I have. Well, um, I, I've seen the um, video episodes, but I don't know that I've, <laughs> sorry. I there's like a cover. The art. <laughs> there's like a cover <laughs> thumbnail, you know? Oh, okay. And so uh, I've made a couple and then, and then I was like, I, I need to have some other people do some yeah and so a couple of people did some for me and uh and then i was like i could do this i just have to sit down and concentrate and think right. about it and so it's pretty fun and really stupid 
So that's like the YouTube thumbnail or whatever. Yeah. And then it's just like a little promotional thing. And then I use it for the album cover for the downloadable part, uh, part, you know? Oh, okay. Like if you, if you download it and you put it on your phone, you know, that image shows on your phone. Nice. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. I'll have to look into that. It's pretty, it's pretty fun. I'll send you a couple examples of what I've been working on. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to do one right now. I'll send you one right now. All right. For for fun. Yeah, I'm pretty behind on social media stuff. I think uh, listen, uh, our friend Rudy, who listens to the show, I know he sent me Twitter messages, and I, I don't think I've responded since like September or something. I just, I don't, I, like I get the things, but I just don't get on Instagram or Twitter very often, you know, so I don't. Right. <laughs> and I was planning on catching up on that stuff over the break, but zero percent of that shit happened so uh yeah i find like i've said a number oh of my times God. <laughs> this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good right that is great that's funny yeah I, uh, uh, you gotta like bleep that out man you can't uh, nobody knows oh, that's sorry happening. i mean yeah that- <laughs> well maybe it'll come out by the time i, I love you with the mullet that's pretty good yeah it's good uh no this isn't going to come out probably for three weeks oh okay well i'll bleep it out then (laughs) for the first time in a long time i have three episodes ready to post really like uh uh episodes videos oh videos that's cool man yeah not podcasts no i've got this week sorted yeah (laughs) i still have to edit anyway uh this is terrible radio (laughs) i love how you know what i'm really looking forward to i love how every week uh, on this podcast, there comes a point where you say, this is terrible radio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least, if anything, at least we're consistent. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm really looking forward to? No. We've been agreeing way too much lately. Oh, yeah. We're, yeah. I, I have a feeling we're going to lock horns on this episode. Unfortunately. I look forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> how are you are you you're you're out at the uh at the what at, do you call it the, coast? the cottage yeah the cottage. the cottage yeah so i got uh getting things set up i, I finally got like a mic stand for my <laughs> for my mic and stuff like that so you got to get one of these things like i got i did i do the thing that connects to your desk that's a boom arm or whatever yeah it's great yeah, yeah. yeah now i got one the one that i like was out of stock everywhere and so actually I sit here and record my vocals on that. I don't even stand up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting down too. So, no, I mean when for the covers. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like playing guitar sitting down. I, I I don't know. I gotta stand up when I when we play when I play guitar. Like I always imagined if I, if you ever invited me on couch riffs and it was like the actual like playing on the couch and doing the cover, I would have to stand on the couch. Mm. I can't sit down and play. I mean, I bet you can. I mean, I I don't like to, you know, like when I play, I like to get into it. You know what I mean? And that's just rocking the, I don't know. I just can't rock the fuck out when I'm sitting down, you know, like unless it's on Um, drums, you know? So, well, have you ever tried standing up and playing drums? Uh, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. But I do this weird thing where uh, if I if I'm not doing a thing with my the hi hat, I take my left foot and I put it behind the drum throne. So I'm almost in like a 
like a starter position for a runner. It's really <laughs> weird. Yeah, really? it's yeah. I don't know what it is. It's really weird though. But yeah, if I'm not using the hat, my kick drum, uh, my hi hat foot's like behind the drum throne, and then my other foot's on the kick pedal. You know, yeah, it's really weird. Mm. <laughs> can you can you keep time with? Well, I guess that that answers the question. I can't keep time though. With your left foot, <laughs> with um, not really. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm always really impressed when drummers do that. Yeah, it's well, it's weird because I'm left-handed, but I play a right-handed drum set. Right. And so normally, um, you know, if I was if I played a left-handed kit, I would play the kick with my left foot, but I play the kick with my right foot. So, and then I don't. How do you skateboard? Um, left foot forward. Anyways, same here. Yeah. <laughs> how's how's it out at the cottage? It's it's good. It's good. Um, we have, we have like a mouse problem. And oh really? Yeah. So we're dealing with that, and uh, you know, I've gotten to a point in my life, like my pacifist <laughs> ideals, like I don't even like to kill bugs anymore. Like I just feel right. bad about it. Like I, I'm, you know, I just came to the realization a while ago. It's like, man, this animal or bug or you know whatever, it's just trying to fucking live its life, you know. And here I come. It's not fucking with me. Here I come and kill it just randomly. Like that's not. Cool, we have you know? we have no kill mouse traps. Yeah. So you know, like bugs and all that shit. Potato bugs. I throw them outside. You know. <laughs> like yeah. Uh, and and we what have about spiders. Uh, yeah, I put them outside. They don't bother me. Yeah. So you know, Jennifer's not a fan of spiders, but <laughs> uh, they don't bother me. So I just catch them with a piece of paper or whatever and throw them outside. But um. Yeah, we have some uh, no, live live mouse traps or whatever, and it's weird. We only put them out when we're here, and we check them every day, like a couple of times. And uh, the couple of times that we've caught mice, like they're basically almost dying in the live trap. So really? yeah, and so the only thing that we can think is, you know, when we got the place, we went that they went, were starving when they showed up. Right? Yeah, that's. You know, so yeah, I put one. So it was funny. So today we caught one in the live trap and we bring it out into the, you know, there's like a woods. Gave him a bath. Well, we, <laughs> we put him. Cooked out. him lunch. We, uh, we put, put him out in the like wooded area behind the house and I come walking back and Jennifer's like, did you pet the mouse? And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> like I felt bad, you know, like he wasn't moving. So I just gave him a little pet, you know, and. She's like, he's not doing well. I'm like, no. So then she, next thing I know, she's fucking going out there with bread and water <laughs> trying to get the mouse to eat. So well, we're not sure if he's going to make it, unfortunately. Is there any, I wonder if, and I have never seen the cottage, so yeah, you'll be able to answer this question. I wonder if there's, wherever it is that the mice are coming in, if there was some poison put out by the former owners or the the real estate agent right yeah so it's that, entirely possible um do you have any idea where they're coming in uh there were multiple places where we thought you know oh well my mouse could come in here or what you know we just really went went around the exterior and stuff and kind of closed everything up but um, yeah. so yeah i got a feeling they're just running out of food you know so yeah it's kind of sad man <laughs> Fucking things are tough all over, buddy. Yeah, right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, physical graffiti, man. This you know, is our, this is our second Zeppelin review. 
And I know, that's interesting. Yeah. Is I it the first band that we've doubled down on? Yep, yeah. That's so, not a surprise. No. When I, um, so I, I'd never, li- like most albums that we review, I, I'd never listened to this <laughs> album, like from beginning to end. I've heard songs off of it on the radio and stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I first looked at the record on Spotify, you know, it says like the name of the album and then it says like, you know, when it was remastered or whatever, you know, so it'll be like the Rover 1993 remaster, Cashmere 1990 remaster. And I was like, why, why did it? I couldn't figure out why the different songs were remastered in different years. And then after listening to the record, it made sense why different songs were, it took years to remaster this entire record. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh not a great record. <laughs> this ama- this album is amazing. No, it's not. It's it is absolutely amazing. And there's very little about it that isn't perfect. And oh my god. <laughs> the thing that I didn't know about this record is that, you know, a lo- a bunch of it wasn't like it, the songs weren't recorded at the same time. I didn't know that. Yeah. There's a it, bunch of leftovers. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know that. <laughs> stuff that I did wasn't, not know that. Stuff that wasn't good enough to get on the previous records. I did know that Houses of the Holy <laughs> I did know that Houses of the Holy didn't make Houses of the Holy. Right. But I didn't realize that it was actually recorded. I, I always assumed that it wasn't recorded and that they tracked it. it, it just I mean Later listening Yeah. Right. And listening to it, it never occurred to me that the sonic differences um, were because, you know, they were recorded in different spaces. Right, yeah. Um, I just assumed that... Bad, bad engineering. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just assumed that, uh, you know, they moved things around to keep it interesting because you hear about people doing stuff like that. Right, right. Um, I love the engine. I love the sound of the album. I think it sounds like rough and, um, you know, I just, I just think it's fucking great. And if all, if the only redeeming quality was Bonham's drumming on in my time of dying, mm-hmm. if that was, it would still be worth a double album to me. <laughs> it might be the only double album that I really think is worth doubling. Wow. Yeah, now we uh, definitely have different opinions on this. So I have a lot to say on this. So first of all, I bet you do. John uh, wrote a great blog post uh, a couple of years ago. John does um, like some music teaching and uh, he wrote a great blog post about the importance of self-editing. And as I was listening to this album, I was like, oh my God, Jimmy Page needs to read John's fucking blog post about (laughs) (laughs) self-editing. Like. A lot of these songs have just way too much bullshit in them that if they would have trimmed them down, they probably would have been better, I think, better songs. Um, Yeah. So, and then, you know, you're right about Bonham's drumming. Like, and on a bunch of these songs, I kind of feel like he phoned it in, you know, like the drum parts. What? And I know people are going to be pissed about that, but uh, I think like what he's playing isn't great. It's not that it's bad. It's just stock, you know. Um, but stock to who? <laughs> what are you fucking smoking? 
I think John, the interesting thing about Bonham to me is, and in some of these songs, the recording of his drums isn't, I don't think is that great, but the, uh, his drums sound great. Like you can hear past the recording, like his snare sounds so good. The tuning of the drum, uh, the, 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 the tension of the snares on the snare. He's got the perfect amount of ring. Just the timbre is great. His hit execution is phenomenal. His toms sound impeccable. His kick drum sounds fantastic. And one thing, you know, I know that uh, having a lot of reverb, reverb is kind of like Bonham's sound for drums. And I almost... Well, I think that's Jimmy Page's sound well, for John Bonham. Right. Um the thing that, you know, sometimes it kind of bums me out that there's so much reverb. I mean, it's like, it's perfect, but it's like, I really want to hear what he's doing. And I, I feel like a lot of sometimes like some stuff gets kind of lost in the reverb. You know what I mean? Like, I really want to hear this kick drum pattern because it's really cool. Well, and it's just like, a, there's just so much well, that's reverb that's just the sometimes, way they track. You know? There's just a, a lot of, there's like room mic. Right, right, right. So, yeah, you know, I... I it, I mean, I really like Bonham's drumming. Um, sometimes I just want to hear the execution. You know what I mean? Like you just got done saying he phoned it in. Well, I'm talking about John Bonham as a whole uh, right. on this record. I mean, I'm talking about you as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. In my what is it? In my time of dying. Is that yeah. the name of the song? Yeah, the drumming yeah, on that. Yeah, the one with all the slide guitar and the, you know, it's got this All the other incredible, shit bringing it down. It's got, I even, I even like pointed it out while Christine and I were driving and listening to it. Yeah. Because the song is just kind of chugging along. The part doesn't change, but the drums pick up. He goes to like a 16th note pattern on the hi-hat. Right, right. And it's fucking Every time I listen to it, the hair on my arm stands up. That's awesome. It's it's incredible. Speaking and of... Uh, for sure, not phoning it in. Right. So, um, is it... Uh, so, you know the song, In My Time of Dying. Can I play a little bit of music here? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is something that you've written down because no. you just said... It, can we talk about and we're already talking about it well i have no i have notes <laughs> you know is this a joke no it's not gonna, it's, it's not a joke it's an observation all right uh so in my time of dying uh i've heard this other song which sounds a lot like in my time of dying way more than i've heard in my time of dying so i thought i'd play this for you for a second <laughs> So that's uh, Twist of Cain by Danzig. And I, I was like, whoa, this is Twist of Cain by Danzig when I heard In My Time of Dying this week. I mean, the only real similarities are that there are single notes with some open strings. Really? It's not really, it's not really uh, melodically similar. da 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 right? <laughs> It's the same like thing. Uh, 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 
I mean, that's I not a slight on it. Zeppelin. Uh, no, no, not at all. I didn't realize you're a Danzig apologist. Um, uh, no, I'm not. I'm, not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm far so, from it. So uh, when I when I was listening to this, I got sucked. Um, I accidentally got sucked down a fucking Danzig rabbit hole. And, you know, uh, for the record, I want, just want to state something that it will be my version of you pissing off led zeppelin fans okay i don't really care about the misfits like i like the idea of the misfits a lot but i have a really hard time making it through the recordings you're shitting me no they sound terrible oh of course they sound terrible but the songs are amazing they're the punk rock beatles dude okay it's like the catchiest shit ever no i for sure but it's very hard for me to to listen Mostly because the everything sounds bad. Yeah, no, the recordings. Sure, the songs are great, for the, sure. Recordings are but, awful. No, I totally agree. Um, but see, here's the thing is like, you have all of these contradictory things where you're like, oh, if it sounds bad, then I'm going to shred it. <laughs> but but, but only, only for whatever, whatever suits whatever suits your tastes, which is it just which is ridiculous and co- it's just contradictory I, I don't know that it's contradictory um you know obviously i have a, a like a, a emotional connection to the misfits and so i can look past the bad sound of those records right um but when we listen to you know I don't know, Jeff Beck or some bullshit that everybody loves and the recording's bad. I will talk about how bad the recording is. And I, and I will at the same time mention that, Oh, I thought the song was good, but the recording was bad. Just like a uh, uh, big star, you know, like I tried to give the album two different grades and you lost your mind on that. So <laughs> I stopped doing that. <laughs> well, that we don't have a two grade policy. The two, the or three grade policy. Here we go. We have a policy where I give a grade and you give a grade. It's two grades. Right. And but That's you, it. But you're saying that, well, yeah. Anyways, uh, Danzig, Danzig put out a record in 2015 called Skeletons. Yeah. Which is. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know that. It's amazing. And he does. Uh, it's all him doing, doing covers of. Um, of other bands. So he covers like NIB by Sabbath and uh, a ZZ top song called rough boy. And oh, yeah, uh, yeah it, there's all, <laughs> there's all kinds of great stuff on here. Uh, and he engineered it and, and played almost all the instruments except for drums. And it sounds terrible. <laughs> so <laughs> if anybody wants a good, uh, do you, do you live it? Do you, are you into that album? No, it's terrible. But it's okay. hilarious to listen to, and uh, yeah, he just did like an Elvis album. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. Like uh, in the Dan- last year or two, right? Danzig does Elvis. Yep. So uh, that guy, man, <laughs> that makes me unhappy. <laughs> why? I just, uh, I just don't know why. You don't do it. <laughs> don't do that. Why would you do that? Uh, I think it's great. I just don't think it's, I don't think it's a thing worth doing. And was, uh, have you heard it? Uh, no, I, I'm not an Elvis fan, so I have zero interest in it. Well, um, I don't know. I, I might listen to it for the chuckle factor, but <laughs> you know, 
Right. I mean, uh, you know, like the idea of like, oh, Danzig's doing NIB by uh, Black Sabbath. Like, oh, I want to check that out. But if if it's Danzig's doing Don't Be Cruel by Elvis, I'm like, eh, you know, it's not right. chocolate. It's not chocolate and peanut butter at that point. It's fucking chocolate and sawdust, you know, so <laughs> two things that, you know, I only like one of the two things. So here's the thing. Led Zeppelin had such an amazing impact and influence over music to this day oh i agree yeah um and i think i think i understand what you're saying i i mean knowing you i think i understand where you're coming from with your opinion about this album yeah but you have to at least consider like what's the i mean i am not looking at the album i i have fucking i got new contacts (laughs) and i have to get reading glasses when i wear them uh um, I mean, I think that the shortest song on this album, oh, I guess there's a two minute song, but it's like, I mean, most of the songs are pretty long. I mean, yeah, I My think, Time of Dying is 11 minutes. Right, right. Uh, Cashmere is eight and a half. Yeah. In the Light is almost nine. Those are all songs that were recorded at the same time. Okay. And the song Sick Again might be my favorite song on the record next to uh in the light like basically all my favorite songs are the songs that were recorded uh you know the eight songs that were recorded for the session so i actually went through and and wrote down all the songs because you know instead of like randomly giving a grade you know like oh i listen to the record a couple of times and then i pick a grade out of thin air um which is what you normally do which is what i normally do yeah uh i actually wrote down all the song titles and wrote my opinion, just like a one word opinion on each of the songs. So, Oh, great. I can't wait to hear the words. (laughs) Uh, So two songs are terrible. Two songs are bad. Five songs are meh and six songs are good. That's where I landed. What songs are terrible? Uh, Custard pie and in the light. In the light. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Are you out of your mind? Is that the song where the first three minutes is like just an organ playing or whatever? Well, yeah, there's some fucking yeah, mystical shit happening. Let me ask you a couple questions. Did I w- you ever go through like a Yaz phase or a Pink Floyd phase? Or- no, I don't like Pink Floyd. Uh, right. Yeah. See, here's the uh, thing. Here's a realization I had yesterday when In the Light was playing. I was texting with Jennifer and John and because uh, Jen. <laughs> Because I, I so I don't know if you noticed. So when I sent you the first quote unquote uh, set of drums for Cashmere, it's literally me playing the same drum pattern for eight minutes or whatever. And so to fuck with Jennifer, I have a hard time believing you played it for eight minutes. So uh, no, it is because I played it with headphones, so I played along with the song. So however long the fucking song is on Spotify is how long I played the song for. And so to fuck with Jennifer, I made her stand there and listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh she was texting john telling me how mis- telling him how miserable she was <laughs> listening to the uh drum pattern for eight minutes and uh anyways uh i think at that point i was listening to what is it in the light and it dawned on me that this would like if i was stoned i might think this was rad you know what i mean like i could see where my dad in the 70s stoned out of his fucking mind <laughs> listening to an 11 minute slow repetitive song would think yeah you know <laughs> whereas like me i'm like into like 
50 second punk songs you know what i mean so yeah you have to at least consider where the song was conceived and what under what influence yeah uh and also consider that it's not exactly this it's the same tempo but the beat changes on um in the way whatever oh cashmere yeah i mean it changes a little bit it fucking changes yeah hey speaking of uh uh speaking of cashmere did i tell you that i wrote a song with paul stanley oh boy here comes the punchline <laughs> okay it's called so glad to be the recipient of this song <laughs> <laughs> world premiere okay you wrote a song with paul stanley yeah uh tell me about it <laughs> i hate you <laughs> no you don't you're not a good improv partner my point is the 1998 song come with me by puff daddy (laughs) is if you look at the wikipedia entry for that it lists sean combs and jimmy page as the the songwriters so i just realized like wait i could just change the lyrics to a song and all of a sudden me and bob dylan wrote a song together (laughs) well jesus christ yeah it's a little weird yeah that was a pretty unfortunate thing but i feel like it was that was probably one of those things where that was Jimmy Page trying to be relevant. What year was that? 98. Right. So that was like right before he did the thing with Black Crows. And he was like kind of repositioning himself to be in the public eye. He had just yeah. recently stopped doing the thing with Plant. You know, he was probably fishing around. Yeah, probably a pretty good chance Puff Daddy hit him up and he was like, "Yeah, it seems like a fun idea. Right. Um, I'll bet if you look at the publishing breakdown, it doesn't say Puff <laughs> right. Daddy and Jimmy Page. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was funny that uh, Sean Combs and Jimmy Page were listed together as the songwriters for <laughs> Cashmere with different lyrics. <laughs> right. <laughs> So yeah, yeah gonna, no, that's I, a, that's I, weird. I wasn't very stoked about that because no, and not because I'm not stoked about rock music combining with hip hop because I think that Run DMC thing is killer and oh, yeah, plenty yeah. of other people have done it and done cool things with it, but it just wasn't a good look for it. Just didn't right didn't it wasn't cool. No, not at all. <laughs> it wasn't fucking cool. Yeah, if it was Biggie, it probably would have been rad. <laughs> you know. Probably. And Puff could have fucking produced it even. It just wasn't fucking cool. He's not cool. No. Um, Yeah, so I need to uh, rewrite a bunch of hits with my own lyrics. and (laughs) That'd be great. Put myself I think that you have to at least have the blessing for it to really work. Otherwise, you'll get sued, yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, Didn't the Stones uh, write a song and it ended up being uh, like a Stone Roses thing and so they had to add those guys on as the song co-songwriters no it wasn't the stone roses it was the verve the verve bittersweet symphony and it was a sample yeah they just used the sample right from i don't remember what song it was yeah um (laughs) but yeah they they sued them sued the shit out of them (laughs) so fucking what was it anybody seen my baby is that what it was what the stone song yeah was that what it was i don't know i don't know what song it was Mm. i'll put it in the show notes i'll figure it out (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, I want to know what other terrible ideas you have about this record that like terrible reasons that it's bad. Here's uh, the thing: it's like this is an art album. It's an you know, it's like a they had been building up to this. Like Stairway to Heaven is a precursor to this album. Okay, like it's a glimpse at this. You know, and I, I can't imagine you're a Stairway to Heaven fan. It's it's all right. I don't mind it. See, so what is it about that song? Because there's fucking, there are long rambling instrumental uh, sections of that song. Yeah, that's true. And you know, uh, let me be clear too. A lot of songs that I listed on my list as good, uh, they're kind of getting a pass because some parts of the song I think are really good, and <laughs> I'm kind of <laughs> overlooking the stuff that. Guffy should have told Paige to fucking self-edit. So. All right, let's say that the first minute and a half of In the Light is not there with all the like... Can we cut the next the, minute and a half? Like it's literally it's three minutes of bullshit before the song starts. No. You would kidding? lose your mind if I played that on this podcast. Well, yeah, because you're a fucking pain in the ass with playing music <laughs> on the podcast. Like... My headphones are blasting like the last, I just don't, I have fucking tinnitus and I don't, and I try to talk and you just let the music fucking keep going. <laughs> it fucking <laughs> drives me mad and uh, you know it. And so that's why you love to do it. That is not why I do it though. I, I play it until I think uh, it's gotten to the point, it's gotten its point across. So I would have to, but play that's the first that's just, awful uh, three That's just like. Of, your opinion, man. <laughs> uh, uh, the, I have covered that song. What song? In in the Light? In the Light. I, you know, I played every year, uh, my buddy Andrew McKaig from the President's United States of America uh, put a holiday show on. It was, I think it might have even been a benefit, but it was like um, just a sh back line and a shitload of bands and it's a double album and a different band plays every song from and wait you guys play physical graffiti well it's every year it's a different double album oh gotcha gotcha yeah so one year it was physical graffiti and i played three songs that night with different bands i played night flight um, um. with andrew and he drunkenly was like, let's jam. And I was playing bass and he just like th just started soloing in a random key and really like left me holding the bag. And I just, I look, I ended up looking bad. I was pretty, I still am bitter about it. Uh, I, I did in the light with the long winters, which was fucking rad. And I did houses of the holy with um, my sometime super group. The Unrelentless. Who is, uh, who are the members of the Unrelentless? <laughs> uh, Unrelentless is, um, Sean from Harvey Danger, John from The Long Winters, myself. Who played bass that gig? Oh, John played bass. And I think Nabil played drums. I think Nabil played drums. And that was, uh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's the unrelentless. It, it, it sometimes there's a different bass player. Sometimes there's a. We've played a bunch of cover nights. That's right. what unrelentless does. Unrelentless <laughs> is named after one of Evan. Evan was the former drummer of Harvey Danger. One of his ex girlfriends used the word unrelentless once. 
<laughs> Which is bright. not a word. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I'm like sitting here trying to break down what it means exactly. Like, wait. Uh, so it is yeah. like unrelentless is abs- is like absolute rel- relenting. Right, right. right? <laughs> it's just like doesn't even get out of bed. Oh, it's so um, good. What is the other word that I hate? Irregardless. Ah, yeah. Is, People, is, isn't that not a word? It's the same. No, it's not a word. It, me, it means regardless. Or, regardless is the word. Irregardless right. is not a word. Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> Unrelentless, though. Pretty good. Yeah, it makes me crazy when people say, I could care less. Because it's they're saying exactly right. the opposite of what they mean. It's, right. I couldn't care less. Oh, you less. could? Well, yeah. what, what's stopping you? <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, you could? Yeah. Huh. Wow. Well, oh, maybe they're being ironic. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Although, you know, I, I shouldn't pick on people too much. There's a... You can't... I, you call our podcast by the wrong name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, apparently there's a bunch of words that I learned incorrectly. Words and phrases I learned incorrectly growing up in Minnesota. And every once in a while, Jennifer will spot one and just die laughing when I say it, so... Today, I read a post from a friend of mine. I won't name him here, but he said, this year, I really kept my head to the grindstone. <laughs> and I was like, damn. There, there's, a, uh, there's a great subreddit called Bone Apple Tea, like T-E-A. <laughs> yeah. And it's all just screenshots of people saying the wrong, <laughs> wrong words like that. It's fucking great. I'll, uh, I'll put that in the show notes, too. So, I'd like, you, you could send that to me also. Bone apple tea. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, I think. For the record, I think In the Light is perfect. It crescendos beautifully. I love the breakdowns. Like I said, this is an art record. This isn't. What does fucking, that mean? Does that mean, hey, this sucks record. and it gets a pass because we put the label of art on it? Like, that's bullshit. Uh, no, I mean, clearly they're doing drugs. <laughs> so. Does does and does this is an art record just mean hey here's a bunch of excuses? No, I hate Kid A. The, but Kid you, A is but like you're, they're you're saying like clearly they're doing a bunch of drugs. So what? Like, do they get? Should I be lighter on them because they were on drugs when they did this? Like, no, no, no. I just, I just, I guess I feel like you're not. You're just like, uh, is there? Are there any? Are, have we? Have we? reviewed any albums that had songs more than four or five minutes long that you liked um, trying to think like full albums no I'll, yeah we don't fucking review singles jamie <laughs> we review full <laughs> albums but no, I, of the albums that we've reviewed do have any of those albums had really long songs i think uh goodbye yellowbrick road had some long songs on it didn't it Oh, yeah, we didn't like that. Yeah. Um, um, well, this is the fork in the road, buddy. <laughs> as far as what? Us agreeing on stuff? Yeah. We've, yeah. we've, dis- mean, we've disagreed quite a bit on this podcast. Uh, but lately, we've been on a real like. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. This is uh, a new year of disagreements. <laughs> it's been like a double one way. Right. Um. I mean, there are songs that I don't think are spectacular, but I don't, I don't skip songs on this. When I listen to this record, I listen to it. Mm. I just, I think it's fucking fantastic, man. 
Yeah, I just... <laughs> I don't need a cough button. Uh, <laughs> I can loogies. <laughs> There's... Some songs are good. Houses of the Holy, Trampled Underfoot, Cashmere, Ten Years Gone, The Wanton Song, and Sick Again. All good songs. Uh, I've also covered Ten Years Gone. Ten Five. Years Gone, great song. Uh, my meh list is Night Flight, The Rover, In My Time of Dying, Bon Your R, and Down by the Seaside. My bad songs are Boogie with Stew and Black Country Woman, and my terrible songs are Country Pie, Custard Pie, and In the Light. So how can you say in the light is a terrible song and you could like cashmere. They're like, they're practically companion pieces. Yeah. Uh, it just, it's not good. <laughs> Anyways, well, we can't all be right. Not all the time. I know. I feel bad for you. Um, <laughs> that I have to talk to, I have to listen to you talk <laughs> nonsense. I know, but you know, the thing is I'm a really patient and caring friend. And so, <laughs> I, so I tolerate it. <laughs> so the song, uh, the Rover is interesting when I, uh, it feels like that song is totally the song that that Greta Van Fleet has based their whole sound on. <laughs> like, I, I don't think I'd ever heard the Rover before, but I checked out Gre Greta Van Fleet a little bit last summer and I was like, Oh, this is pretty good. You know? I mean, if you're going to, rip somebody off rip off zeppelin why not um and then i heard the rover and i'm like oh this is totally <laughs> greta van fleet so that was interesting to hear um i can't believe that you thought greta van fleek or whatever the fuck they're called was yeah. not offensive but this record is 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 not good <laughs> yeah it's not it's, not, it's, it's ah, yeah. go figure um Houses of the Holy, I think the bass sounds good. I think the guitar sounds like it has some weird phase issues. Um, and overall, I think Jimmy Page's guitar in this record sucks. It's not great. <laughs> Seriously, it's not good, dude. You can't listen to this and be like, oh, yeah, like this sounds good. I, yeah. I love it. I feel and, like this. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the guitar sound in Houses of the Holy definitely has got some weird boxy. Yeah phase thing happening yep you know that's like but it's i mean i th i think that that well that out that song was recorded when they did houses of the holy and it sounds like it, it sounds like that album okay i've no, never listened to that album either so go back and listen to the guitars on that album Ugh. it's like a whole it's like an artistic choice oh christ it's not like it's not like they didn't have fucking ears you know they were fucking experimenting here's what you here's the thing <laughs> <laughs> you you because you talk about like recording and this and that but you know there was very there was a lot less points of reference back then there were a lot less things where you're like oh we're gonna go for this sound we want it to sound like this like you know there just wasn't that so they were they were they were recording these things not trying to emulate any other vibe they were creating vibe all the time right it's not like they had a fucking hard drive with their favorite fucking drum sounds on it and they're like i'm gonna ab it with this like there were none of that shit was going on these guys were they were just fucking being artists yeah and doing drugs i mean <laughs> and, and, 14 year olds and, <laughs> like fucking creeps 
let me. I mean, let me be clear. My issue with this record isn't necessarily. It isn't just the recording issues. Like I don't think this. A lot of the songs are great, mm-hmm. which is independent from the recording issues. You know, like uh, what did I? What song were we just talking about? Uh, House, House of the, of the Holy. Holy. Yeah, I think the song's a good song, but but I don't think the guitars sound that great on it. So that's not me saying like House of the Holy sucks because the guitar sound is bad. I'm saying House of the Holy is a good song in spite of the guitar sound being bad. I wonder if you heard it in context of the album Houses of the Holy, if you would feel differently. If you heard it out of context with this. Right. Or if you heard it in context of like a box set. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, too. No, I'm baffled by your opinion of this album. (laughs) I, yeah, I'm so, um, is there, are there any albums that have long instrumental passages that you actually really like? Uh, Fragile by Yes is a fucking masterpiece, really? dude. You're into, you love that record. Is it that this is just, I mean, there are no up, there, there's a lot of up-tempo and like very busy, uh, you know, musical fucking chaos, you know, orchestrated chaos on right. that album. Yeah. And strangely, you know the, um, what is the fucking song? Do you know that that song is in straight 4-4? It's so fucking good, dude. Oh, my God. Do you know that that song is in 4-4? No. I never thought about it. Fucking count it out. I always thought, oh, this has got to be in some fucking 15-8 or some fucking shit. Long distance run around. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. Four. I You know, I... I, I think a lot of this comes from, you know, the things I like are just great pop songs like the Beatles. Uh, and I'm also a jazz fan. I'm not a blues fan. And so there's a lot. This of, is the first I've ever heard you talk about liking jazz. Really? You've never heard me talk about Thelonious Monk. You didn't notice oh, the fucking yeah, no, I, giant poster. I'm 46 year old man. I have a poster of Thelonious Monk hanging up like, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. And I, I think a lot of this record pulls on a lot of blues stuff. Like there's a bunch of fucking slide oh, yeah. guitar and harmonica and it's all stuff that I don't care for. Um, you know, and, and then when, you know, when you contrast that it's with like a psychedelic long, blues not, album, when you, when you contrast that with long songs, um, from yes, they're way more of a jazz influence. You know what I mean? Right, I feel like, Prague. yeah. So that, that's more appealing to me. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of notes happening. This is a very slow fucking like hashish. You know, yeah, the eight songs like Stoner Sick record, Again, you know? Custard Pie, uh, Cashmere in the Light, 10 Years, I think. Um, what are the other? What? There's eight, eight of the 16 songs were, were recorded at once. And then the others were like fucking dragged in. Right. I didn't know that till today. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> So the songs that were recorded at the Headley Grange session were Custard Pie, um, In My Time of Dying, uh, Trampled Underfoot, Cashmere, In the Light, Ten Years Gone. Mm, oh, no, wait. Oh, because they, they had been there before. Sorry. Sick Again. I'm looking at this and I'm like, 
what Headley Grange night flight that song doesn't sound anything like those it's because it was recorded in 71 for Zeppelin 4 yeah you know it's funny um I always hear about Eddie Kramer who was uh engineer and producer on this record also right okay um and I, I know that Kiss, he's like a highly regarded engineer. Like he did stuff with Zeppelin and he did stuff with Hendrix. And, but the Kiss records he recorded suck. Like the sound is terrible. Rock and roll over sounds terrible. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of Kiss albums sound terrible. Oh, absolutely, dude. Uh, he did Ace Frehley's solo album. And the best sound on that fucking album is the bass guitar. Like, the best sound is the sound between the songs. <laughs> <laughs> like if you like, like, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I, I listened to uh, Ace's 78 solo album and like, he's playing a 59 Les Paul uh, through a Marshall. Like it should sound amazing. And it just does not. His guitar sound sucks on that record. And the bass sounds great. And, and it's uh, engineered by Eddie Kramer. And so, yeah, I don't know if Eddie Kramer is just, not a great engineer or, or to me uh not a great engineer and, and let me preface I, i'm sure people out there the one person listening is screaming jamie your cover songs at the beginning of the episode sound terrible i know i'm not a fucking <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying but i'm not a paid uh this is not what i do for a living not a professional I'm trying to figure it out watching youtube videos and moving mics around i realize that the those uh, covers right, people do not sound to great. It. I totally get it. I am not an engineer in the slightest. Uh, yeah, I think that so. For me definitely... to talk shit on an engineer is a little rough because I can't do it either. But then again, I'm not a fucking paid engineer that's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, so I think there are plenty of albums out there that the band could have fucked up themselves without paying someone. <laughs> right? Yeah, money. exactly. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing I, I, I thought about when I was, I really, I know I talk a lot of shit about the blues uh, and how I don't like the blues, but I do really like the white stripes and um, listening to this record, I could really oh, yeah. see where the Jack White influence came in, you know, like I can see. You mean see where it. the Jimmy Page influence came in on Jack White? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that, that was kind of cool to listen to that. Um, and then... Yeah, this, let's see, what are the other notes I have? It debuted at number one on the album charts in the UK and number three in the US. Not bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Um, and the song, oh, the song Boogie with Stew, it sounds a lot like a slowed down version of rock and roll from, what is that, Zeppelin Four? Right, well, it was recorded for that record. Okay. It was just like, it was an outtake from that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I thought those had a lot of similarities, but yeah. And, uh, I did watch, <laughs> did I, t uh, I sent you a text earlier this week with a, uh, a screenshot of Joe Perry's face <laughs> with his hair done over like, uh, when Paige had his hair really long. Well, so that, that is a, so I don't know if you, you looked at the screenshot, but he's got, it's, uh, um, oh shit. What's the guy's name? I just said it. Joe Perry. Joe Perry. Thank you. Uh, the text I sent to Mike was this picture of Joe Perry and he just looks, has this disgusted look on his face and it's a screenshot taken from a YouTube video of, uh, Joe Perry and Steven Tyler playing the rock and roll hall of fame introduction of Led Zeppelin. And it is so bad there. They did a Zeppelin song. Uh, 
so uh tyler and perry played with um page plant and uh john paul jones and then i don't remember who's playing drums but the fucking song they play is so bad they do like page is fucked up on something and uh he wasn't always phenomenal live you know oh he's so bad and so anyways that screenshot is a screenshot of uh joe perry looking at <laughs> at uh, jimmy page when he totally <laughs> fucked up I'm like oh this is priceless just shoots him a death stare because he's so playing so bad so it was great and then uh going through the comments i can't believe we haven't done an aerosmith album yet yeah uh that's fine what's wrong with people <laughs> um there's not my, even one on I, I haven't even seen one my favorite comment from the uh from the rock and roll hall of fame induction performance is i can't get drunk enough to listen to this <laughs> so yeah that's pretty bad i'll put a link in the show notes to the uh performance i'm talking about it's a complete shit show wow so, yeah <sighs> Was it Phil Collins on drums? No, no. I think that was their Live Aid thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think he might have done that and maybe one other thing, like the Atlantic right. Records 40th anniversary or some shit like that. Yeah. 50th and whatever it was. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up. I remember reading um something about that performance as well and they didn't do they didn't do a rehearsal with Phil Collins first and I heard that that right. was a train wreck as well, so. Hey, can we hit pause for a second? Yeah. All right, thanks. Okay. So now that Mike is uh, off mic, don't listen to this record. It's it's not great. You're Listen to Fragile by Yes instead. You'll thank me. Back in the champagne room. All right, I hit record again. Oh. Sorry for the little split there. <laughs> That's all right. Um, <sighs> yeah, so. I had a little emergency there. What happened? You have to go to the bathroom or what? Yeah. Oh. Well, I, I went before. I wanted to make sure, you know. Yeah. Make sure that didn't happen, but then it happened. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> That's all right. Poop talk. So, yeah, the only thing left I, I wanted to touch on um, regarding Zeppelin and loosely <clears throat> this album is uh, um, there is a uh, YouTube channel called Polyphonic, and um, I don't know if you've seen their, any of their videos, but the guy does fantastic videos about all, all kinds of different bands and music and he does he did a great uh video called what makes john bonham such a good drummer um that's a really great video uh that talks about bonham uh there's another one called how middle earth shaped classic rock and stairway to heaven led zeppelin's hero here led zeppelin's hero's journey uh three great videos from polyphonic and i'll put a link to those in the show notes so definitely a good watch i'll check those out yeah his his channel's amazing. He did a great video on um, uh, Carol Kay. Is that her name? The bass player. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Great video on her. Um, Here's your tie-in. Of, Are you ready? Yeah. I think Carol Kay. Maybe there's a connection between Carol Kay and Gene Simmons. Uh, I've I've seen a video of them playing together. Or her giving him a bass lesson a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I wonder if he tried to fuck her. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. Yeah, He's a I mean, fucking gross human. Has anyone <laughs> seen my seven inch? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what ah, I saw you coming out of school that day, and uh, that day I knew. 
I got to have you. Got to oh, have you. Jesus, dude. Can you imagine <laughs> if that song was written today? Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you know? things were more lax in the 70s or whatever. So, <laughs> you know, it just was like people just accepted it and they were just like, well, yeah. they're just being boys. Well, you know, it's like Paige, Bowie, Iggy Pop, a bunch of other dudes were banging that like 13 year old. Uh, well, I guess raping that 13-year-old uh, groupie girl or whatever her name was, so, yeah. Right. No, it's a fucking bad scene. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I think scene. I think we covered all that stuff at length on, the, on another episode, so our thoughts on it anyways. We did, indeed. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anyways. I just, I can't say enough good stuff about this, and I just, I feel like Paige hit his uh, creative and artistic you know stride like i feel like he spread his wings in his playing on this album contrary to what you think i think that they brought in uh, a lot of different vibes and i think especially those core eight songs mm -hmm. i love i can understand why the other songs didn't make their respective records yeah um just because they maybe sounded too much like another song on the record but <laughs> right in in the context of this the eight songs plus the the eight b-sides or whatever yeah i think it's fucking great and you know what a minus oh my god <laughs> yeah a minus i feel like this is kind of a taking out the trash record where they took all the stuff off the shelf that they had that wasn't good enough to be on their other records and dumped them on this record uh <laughs> <laughs> i feel i feel like uh they were so i, I don't know so stoned or and fucked up on something that you know no self-editing happened and uh yeah i'm not a fan um like i said six good songs five meh too bad too terrible i'm not a fan i'm glad this is it was over <laughs> so and, and you know uh I mean, if you are a fan of drumming, listening to this, uh, obviously Bonham's playing is great on a bunch of it. Some of it, I feel like he phoned it in. Guitar sounds are bad on most of the record. A lot of the bass sound is bad. Um, Page uh, or Plant kills it. Would have been a great punk singer. Uh, yeah, that's kind of my kind of my synopsis. Uh, but. Uh, I know people are into the blues and whatever, and so they may dig the slide <laughs> guitar and shit on this fucking record. So I'll give it a C minus. C minus. Yeah. God, you're a shithead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does that average out to? See you e. later. Ugh. Christ. <clears throat> taking my name off the show <laughs> <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna get uh, your uh, house is gonna get vandalized oh god uh. by some by some stoner rockers in portland <laughs> <laughs> some stoner art rockers <laughs> <laughs> yeah not really a fan so go ahead you have to consider like how many bands modeled their whole thing after Zeppelin and not just like when you talk about Zeppelin, everyone has their favorite like album, you know, but, and mine is, you know, 
mine is a that's shifting for me all the time sometimes it's three sometimes it's two sometimes it's one one is great yeah fuck for a while it was houses of the holy um but this and the albums you know like uh in through the outdoor i you know i don't i don't love there are a few killer songs on there but um and then whatever there's one other record that that i just i can't get excited about no matter how hard i try um serious i don't know what it is man um it's uh, i can't get excited about coda or presence yeah so like you know like a lot of bands their first couple of records are great and they just slowly slide downhill right i mean because coda and all that other yeah. stuff that's at the end of their career right right yeah that's what a coda is exactly yeah those those albums definitely felt like they were just like all right well i guess we will have to go back into the studio like i think they were pretty messed up by then and probably you know they'd been in a band and touring together for a long time plus drugs you know yeah different kinds of drugs have you ever seen these images of jimmy page where he's just like frail looking yeah yeah he's pretty fucked up um you know, I don't, I don't know how he made it through. I know, right? I mean, he seems fine now, other than looking like an old English lady at this point. Um, I mean, <laughs> dude, he does. He looks like a ugly English woman. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's what happens. You know, you lose your as you get older. If you're older, old women start hair. looking like men, and men start looking like women because um, the hormone changes or whatever. But. Yeah, I mean, he seems, you know, all there mentally. And, you know, whenever I watch interviews with him, he seems like a likable dude, you know, um, seems to love music. Yeah, and for sure. You know, and, you know, definitely. Uh, I mean, is a fucking cool guy, you know, like watching him on stage, like how fucking cool is his, you know, the way he plays guitar, slung low, his facial, facial expressions, you know, like, I mean, fuck rock rock star right there you know have you watched that uh video that came out in like 2008 or whatever of them playing live at the o2 yeah i thought i thought they did good it's great because and they didn't doctor anything there's like fucking clams and it's great that's good i loved it although i do feel a little weird about jason bonham like it just seems like he's spending his entire life trying to get trying to get Zeppelin back together with him being the drummer, and it's just never worked out. You know. I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess, and he's a great drummer too. Um, yeah, for sure. The thing is, like, he. I mean, I don't. You know, I have no idea what it's like to have a famous parent, right? And especially if you follow in the footsteps of your famous parent like what kind of shadow is cast across you and what sort of you know what you deal with and what you go through trying to prove yourself yeah um yeah i can't imagine it would be easy like you know yeah it's weird you kind of get your foot in the door but at the same time you know once your foot's in the door it's I, I, i would think it would be exponentially harder you know what I mean? Because expectations are so high. Like, look at Julian and Sean Lennon, you know? Um, I mean, it's like people bag on Sean Lennon all the time. But I tell you what, the song Get What You Deserve is a fucking masterpiece by Sean Lennon. So, Oh, I think he's great. Yeah, that's it's a, it's a fucking masterpiece, dude. I love that song. So, 
I think, you know, after they did that O2, they were supposed to do a tour, right? Yeah. Where there was talk, but right. then Plant pulled out. He was like, yeah, nah, yeah. I don't, I'd rather not relive the past. Like the money wasn't worth it to him. Right. Which I admire. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I get it. The, the, the um, thing that sucks Although is, he's still out touring. Right. And he's playing like still blues based music or, you know, blues and folk based music. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's, he's not reliving the past. And right. I get that. Yeah. I went and saw him a few years ago and it was fucking great. Oh, really? Yeah. It was fucking great. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, part of me gets it, but part of me feels like, you know, there's a whole, you know, it's like, I don't want to relive the past or whatever, but, um, I feel like a lot of these bands don't realize that there's new generations of fans that never got the chance, you know? So it's not these kids what reliving the shit. past. Uh, <laughs> they never got a chance to, to enjoy it in the first place. So, you know, I, I mean, I can go either way, you know, like, you know, I never got to see that's no, that is of no consequence to him though. Right. But I mean, that doesn't change his experience but it, of his living in the past. Right. But it's not, always just all about you you know what i mean like you know well he's he doesn't want to be fucking you know pushed out on stage to do a song and dance and and that i respect yeah although i'm still disappointed right i'm for sure disappointed there was nothing that i wanted more than a led zeppelin reunion tour that i could go see yeah for sure i mean but I can't tell you, know. you how happy I was that Kiss got back together and put on the makeup with the original members, you know? Um, and I, you know, John's son, Tommy, uh, got into Kiss organically and, you know, we, we well, <laughs> wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. He got into how did, Kiss. How did he uh, get into Kiss organically? I, I, I think he saw the uh, Kiss Scooby-Doo thing. And, you know, how kids like rewatch cartoons over and over again. He, you know, uh, started out just like watching that all the time. And then I think John showed him the records, you know, where they had the, you know, the great. You don't think that John was like, hey, kid, I think John, here's a DVD a little bit, but this is the, this is the best episode. And if you don't (laughs) watch this one the most, I'm going to beat you. (laughs) I I think that, uh, you know, John has enough kiss stuff around the house that, you know, Tommy was familiar with it. Um, Not completely organic. Yeah. And then, but you know, taking Tommy uh, to see kiss was so fucking cool. Like he was, he loved it. You know? Don't you love that John named his son after the best Kiss guitar player? <laughs> yeah, Tommy Thayer Guffey. Um, I wish he would have done that. That would have been amazing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, I think that they auditioned a couple. I think, I, you know, I had him on, on my podcast and I never asked him about this. Wait, because I didn't know Tommy Thayer on your podcast. No, I had. Oh, John. Um, nope, I had this guy Miles Kennedy, and I think that Miles may have sang with Led Zeppelin. Oh, we're like, back I, to Zeppelin. I thought we were still talking about Kiss. <sighs> Crap. Okay. I think that they um, and I yeah. think that they may have tried out. They, I think they may have tried to go down that road with um, Chris Cornell as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I did read the thing about Miles Kennedy um, jamming with those guys. So. Yeah. Uh, wonder How if there's any, incredible. wonder if there's any bootlegs of their rehearsal around, you know? Because right. that guy is a fucking amazing singer. 
He's great. Yeah. Yeah. And seems like a super cool guy. I really enjoyed that episode of Couch Riffs. Oh, best dude. Yeah. Best dude. He's uh, giving me more shit to put in the show notes. <laughs> can you, I mean, can you imagine, you know, just getting a phone call one day? Like, hey, uh, would you be interested? Uh, yes. Right. Yeah. But how, like, such pressure. Right. Well, I mean, imagine he, if you went on tour, what pressure that would be. Oh, I think the God. only person that could really pull that off, uh, because there's always going to be people that want to talk shit. Yeah. Right. There's the only person that could have done that gig and toured with them and, and not been shredded in the press was probably Chris Cornell. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I mean, I, I think Miles may have actually been a better singer for them but i don't know that miles was as famous as chris at that point you know what i mean so right yeah he he might have got beat up it just is like that's a tough that's a tough gig yeah you know you know was I he mean, playing it with slash already at that point yeah okay yeah. so maybe not as stressful i mean you know you're already playing with one legend and you've realized like oh this is just a regular person <laughs> you know like I think that's part of it. You know, you got to just realize that these, these are just regular people, you know? So, right. But the thing is, you're not talking about just one legend, Jimmy page. You're talking about the legend of Led Zeppelin and right, right. the legacy of their music. Yeah. You know, that's, that's like next, that's next level. Right. Right. And to take that out on tour people, I just think that people would be fucking yeah <laughs> unfair you know yeah and it would be yeah just would be hard to i mean i think that it would be a, a more difficult thing than like paul rogers or adam lambert or whoever else going out with queen yeah i oh man i don't what what did what did, i feel like people don't consider that queen though you know what i mean uh well uh, the promoters did and that yeah. the show oh, of course they did, did. You know, yeah, and yeah. they only played Queen music. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I, mean, I, I guess, you know, I feel like general population, like my wife's parents know who Freddie Mercury is. They probably don't know who Brian May is, but out of Zeppelin, they know who they would know Jimmy Page and Robert Plant. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the fuck do I know? <laughs> that's my line i know right? <laughs> <laughs> well i'm glad we both agree this is a fucking fantastic album thank you so much for the call uh <laughs> yeah so my review of this episode is mike uh <laughs> mike says he loves this episode jamie points out the faults and then mike uh, uh, mike tries to make up for the faults in the record <laughs> Well, that's not, that's not really true. No. I mean, I just, I just accept the presentation of the complete album. Yeah. And you reject it while pointing out what's good and what's bad. Like I accept it as album oriented rock. Right. And, and, you know, not as lofty as being a concept album, but the eight songs, definitely those eight songs, if you made a playlist and just listened to them, they would, it would have a completely different vibe. Oh, know? totally. Yeah. You know, this, yeah. I mean, I started this episode saying he should have self-edited this shit, you know? 
Well, I, I, I don't fault them for adding those B-sides and making a, a double album. It doesn't bother me. Mm, I wonder if, you're, if you would feel differently if, this, if the album was sequenced differently. I mean, I don't think so, you know. I never but, even considered that. Um, Sequence is like is a is a huge part of the of an album experience. Yeah, I mean, and it, in a subliminal way, you know, if the you know if the sequence uh, removed a bunch of the songs, <laughs> then I would uh, would probably like it better. <laughs> Ah, oh, you're wonderful. <laughs> All right, so uh, next week we were gonna do Prince Purple Rain, but since we're still in the middle of COVID, uh, I, I really want John. Oh to yeah, be, we're gonna do this whole thing. Yeah, I really want John to be on the Purple Rain episode. Um, John is an incredibly uh, smart person, a fantastic musician. Uh, he would have a lot of interesting insight on this record because it's his favorite. <laughs> At record. last, there'll be some, there'll be some intelligent <laughs> word, like complete sentences spoken right, by yeah. a person in this podcast. Because <laughs> neither of us really, really finish a sentence yeah. or like, yeah. We'll just, yeah, we'll just hang back and let John fucking talk about what a great record it is. Um, and so, uh, I think it's going to be a long episode and, you know, we, we pick these records by at, at random and this came up to be for next week, but we're still in the middle of COVID. And I think technically it would be hard to do, uh, record John remote and Mike remote and me, you know, all three of us being remote. So I think the easiest thing for us to do is, you know, since John lives in the Portland area have them come out to my house and, and we, we can do this right. Cause I, you know, right. I love this record. And I love purple rain. I, I really want to do it justice. And I would hate for us to record like a two hour podcast and find out like one of our uh, audio tracks sounds bad or, you know, Hey, let whatever. me ask you so, this. Yeah. Could you, do you have a, a, a cable and a microphone that you could run out and he could sit in his car in your driveway? <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea, but uh, I, uh, <laughs> I just thought of it. It's Jesus genius. Christ. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Probably it's sound good solving. too. You know, no uh, less reflection in the car. But um, so yeah, so I I, I want to kick that episode um to this late spring or something. Hopefully, we can get vaccinated and all that stuff, and then I can have John uh, out to my place and we can do that record justice. So next week, uh, I had Jennifer call out a random number and. I know that uh, Mike doesn't believe me, but next week's randomly chosen album is New Day Rising by Husker Du. So <laughs> I forgot that this was brought up in a in a text conversation. I was yeah. like, that doesn't sound like a random choice at all. This is bullshit. <laughs> but John like, was John was correct. I would not have chosen New Day. Aren't they Rising. also I from would, Minneapolis? They are. So and hey, they're like your favorite band. They're not my favorite band. I do love one of them. I, I really like Husker Du, but not my favorite band. And you will find I am way harder on my favorites than I am on <laughs> bands that aren't my favorites. Bands that you don't know. Bands yeah. that you don't... Well, yeah, because your favorites, you've already like graded them and fucking put them in your own little weird Dewey Decimal system. <laughs> it's the metric Dewey Decimal system. That's why our numbers <laughs> never line up. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, New so, Day Rising. Yep, New Day Rising by Who's Do. I think it was released in 85, so yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I have not listened to that record. Yeah, you're... It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, whatever. Is it an SST yeah. album? It is. Yeah. So it's poorly recorded. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Spot. Yeah, another bang-up job by Spot the Engineer. Uh, nah, I shouldn't make fun of Spot. He did the best he could. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> and got pa- got paid $5 a week for <laughs> yeah, it. Got paid nothing for it. So. All right. All right. All right, bud. I'm going to drive to the city. Me and Christine are going to go and, and work on our apartment a little bit. Cool, man. All right. Thanks for uh, chatting this week. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Have a good one. All right, dude. See ya. Bye. Physical graffiti rules. I love that Mike doesn't realize that I still have <laughs> editing power <laughs> over the episode. So yeah, it's not great. Have a good week, everybody. Going down the